What is good? All of our listeners, welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And we just survived another all-nighter! Ayo. Yeah. So, in our youth group, I decided it would be a good idea to have an all-nighter. That was a bad idea, again. I think the last one we had was in April. April, I think. Yeah, April. And some kids couldn't make it because they were on spring break vacations. And they're like, Adam, can you put on another one? I was like, sure, we'll do it in August. It's a while away. And uh, August um, happened. And a little too quick. Yeah, a little too quick for my liking. But we did it. We survived. We had a Captain America trilogy. Uh, I played the first Captain America, Winter Soldier, and then Civil War. I forgot how dark Civil War got. Yeah. And we had like middle schoolers in there. And I was like, oh boy, there's they some. They were all passed out by then. Anyway. Well, they were passed out. But I was just like, oh boy, there's some heavy themes in here. Not Oops. bad themes. Just like it got super dark. They've <laughs> all probably seen it anyway. So. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I wasn't so concerned. It was just like, oh boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, Liz, how you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I probably look tired mm-hmm. too, um, but yeah, it was a long night. But mm-hmm. let me tell you guys, the sleep that you get after an all-nighter yeah. is the best sleep of your life. Probably, yeah. It feels so good to sleep at that point. Like You will forever appreciate sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, if you're watching this and you're seeing the title of this video uh, saying like how Christians can be gamers, uh, you're thinking like, oh, Adam, another like Christian video game. It's just because that I knew we'd be so tired that I wanted a topic that I knew we didn't have to think too hard on. Like This is something that we um experience personally and it's just something that we it just flows naturally out of us instead yeah. of like having a topic that's in the news story and just like okay our brain cells aren't that functioning yeah um so if you like loopy adam you got him here we are um my brain cells aren't working today either yeah should have I- seen me last night oh my goodness i was not mm. all there how i make pancakes yeah Without hurting. I actually did put my finger on the skillet by accident when I was making them. I make pancakes for the kids when we have all nighters. Mm -hmm. And um, when left alone with a hot surface. Yikes. (laughs) And no sleep. All right. So let's just get this podcast started. Uh, But before we go into our first segment, let's talk about our social media pages. And we just remind everybody that we are on Twitter. The official Twitter handle of Games and Groceries is... At Gaming Groceries. I could not fit Games and Groceries in the Twitter handle, so it's at Gaming Groceries. Uh, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually, be friends with us, interact with us. We love you. And you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can check out gaming memes, behind-the-scenes photos. I haven't had any time to update it this week. Uh, but yeah, so usually I will put up funny um pictures and videos on the instagram and definitely check out our website gamesandgroceries.com where you can check out all of our episodes as well as find out where you can listen to the audio version of this uh, podcast as well as some articles i write that i promise i will get back to in the fall when i have more time uh and finally we'd like to remind you to rate and review us wherever you're on uh if you're listening on itunes iHeartRadio, wherever you can leave a comment and some five star ratings uh definitely give us your honest feedback and if you would like us to read your review on the podcast send me an email contact at gamesforgroceries.com and just say adam can you read this review and just copy and paste it and say can you do it in this voice i can also do kevin from the office challenge me i dare you uh, I think that's it. Oh, one last thing. I keep forgetting because we're just recently on YouTube now. But if you're watching us on YouTube, definitely consider subscribing, ringing that notification bell so you know that uh, when all of the podcasts are up and live on the YouTube channel. Uh, we love hearing some comments from you. Uh, we love hearing from uh, uh, Grumpy Dad Gaming. He's always uh, commenting. But we honestly love reading all of your comments we love uh reading your feedback even if it's um toxic but we love hearing from you so please comment please don't hate me but with that said let's just get started with our first segment movie minutes 
Movie Minutes is a segment where we like to talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, and we like to tell you if we recommend it or we don't recommend it. And this week's video is a Hulu exclusive, not made by Hulu, but it's uh, exclusively on Hulu. It's a movie called Almost Friends. It has um, Haley Joel Osment. I said that name wrong. Haley Joel Osment. Uh, what was the main actor's name? Do you remember? You said he was oh. from Bates Motel. Don't. Yeah. I really like the things he does. So this is a movie that's about a a young man who is fresh out of uh, culinary arts school, but something dramatic happened in his life, and you're you're trying to see how he's facing depression, uh, and, and you're trying to find out his story in uh, within all of this. Uh, do you have his name? His name is Freddie Highmore. There he is. Uh, so let's just get started. Let's let's talk about this film. Hi, dog. The uh, the dog is in the podcast now. So, Liz, opening thoughts about the film. Um, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but it it just it took a, a while for it to yeah tell what it was trying to tell us. Right. It it, it was very. Mm. It was weird. Yeah, it wasn't slow. It was you didn't see any structure behind it, right? Yeah. So, oh, he's crawling kinda over. It kind of told us multiple stories at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never really exactly told us which story they were telling. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, right? We didn't know where the story was going because we didn't really know where it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. So this movie starts off. In a very charming way. It's got a nice soundtrack. It reminds me almost of Juno or Life is Strange. Very acoustic, mm-hmm. mellow. It's very charming. Uh, and like I said, it's a, it's about a, a, the start of the movie is a young man trying to charm a, a girl in, in a coffee shop. And he you know, is just mm-hmm. being stuttery and just trying to find his way. It, it's a very charming start yeah. to the movie. And you think that this is where the movie is heading. But like we said before... It takes a while for the movie to kind of pick up. And in my opinion, the entire movie didn't actually pick up anywhere. Yeah. It it was a bit of a mess structurally. Yeah. Like it was a good story, but I yeah. just feel like it needed a little oomph. Right. No, it's um, like I said, it wasn't even the oomph. I just sat there and we were halfway through the movie. And I just uh, looked and I said, what is this movie even about? Like, yeah, because there was a lot of different stories going on that now we're not going to spoil it just in case you do want to watch it. Yeah. Even if we don't recommend movies, we don't want to spoil it just in case. Like, you know what? I want to form my own opinion because that's how we are. Right. We we like to form our own opinions about movies. Yeah. And and, and that's the thing. It's uh, even halfway through, through the movie. There's like four different stories going on. And I'm just sitting there and I actually sit out loud like, what is what is the point of this movie? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the purpose? And it's not trying to say that every movie needs to have a deeper message. It was just that I was sitting there like, what are we trying to accomplish here? Yeah. Like, what goal are we accomplishing here? Yeah. And uh, now when I talk about accomplishing a goal, Charlie's character, which is played by I always forgot his Freddie name. Freddie Highmore. Freddie Highmore. Uh, Charlie's, char- um, Charlie's character is um, seeking personal pride here uh, around a world that's changing around him. Uh, you, you get to see... Now, this isn't spoiling anything. Uh, he's facing a lot of changes. He's back home. He's working in the movie theater. Uh, he's living with his mom and his stepdad. And his biological father comes to live with him. And he's trying to find his way with this girl who finds out, you know, generic story, by the way. Uh, Oh, he's studying around. He's finding a girl. But girl has a boyfriend. What does the boyfriend do? Oh, he's a jock. Wow. That's never been done before. I almost feel like this movie would be better as a TV series. I agree. Because it felt like the person who wrote it had so much to tell about Freddy that they couldn't tell in an hour and a half, two hour span. It was a, you know I mean? an hour and 42 minutes, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So I feel like they had so much to tell about Charlie's life yeah. that they tried to cram it all in. And so it kind of became like this mesh of, th- of a thousand stories that never made one solid story. And that's what I mean. Like, I, I feel like it would have been more fleshed out as a Netflix series or a Hulu series. 
uh, way finding out like what happened mm-hmm. to Charlie. It almost seems like the type of TV show that it would be would be like One Tree Hill. It'd be like a, a yeah, One Tree totally. Hill, One Tree Hill esque type of TV show. I feel if it that's yeah. what I think would be better. In for each episode, Charlie. you're finding out a piece of Charlie's yeah. trauma. Yeah. And and I would have enjoyed that kind of TV mm-hmm. series, but in, in a movie, when when it's trying to condense it into a movie, you're just ending up saying, "What kind of pride is he going for? What's happening?" And it's yeah. not even <laughs> if it was on a TV series, you're going each episode saying like, "What happened to, to the trauma?" You're you're picking up a note, or uh, you're finding out a piece of his story. Yeah. Uh, whereas in a movie, you're you're just like left with, "I don't understand where we're going here." Yeah. I don't think he was really seeking personal pride, though. I think he was more seeking himself before the trauma. Like, well, no, he, he didn't know who he was after it. You always see Charlie, like, in a mirror, like, saying, like, you can do this. You can do this. By the way, he comes off as a creeper most of the time. And I don't think that's where the director tried to take Charlie's character. No, he's just supposed to be, like, awkward. He's supposed to be awkward, but then he comes off almost like a creep in, in the movie mm-hmm. where... You know, he's almost stalking this girl. But it, in the way of it, the writing, within the context of the movie, I don't think that's where... Yeah, I don't think that's what how he was supposed to be portrayed. I don't think yeah. that's what they were going for. So you just end up thinking, like, am I supposed to be rooting for Charlie? What's happening here? Uh, it, it's kind of a mess, right? Mm-hmm. But that, that brings me to my final point in saying that it's behind the mess of a plot generic acting by the way i i don't want to fault actors they, they've made it there's a lot of work that goes into acting and finally yeah. getting a role there's a lot of work putting mm-hmm. put in however this acting is so generic and dry and what they chose to do with casting in this movie was in those situations where they grab three or four bigger mm-hmm. names yeah like Haley joel osman and put them in a movie with a bunch of nobodies I don't even want to call them nobodies. Um, even it's just that the writing was just so bad. But that's what I mean. Like they put bigger name actors with yeah. ones who were just starting. Like that's the thing. I don't know if it was the acting or the writing that was really at fault that's, here. That's true. But then the it, that ri- would come down to directing. Yeah, because the writing was just so bad. Like there was lines in there. And again, don't want to spoil it. But there was lines in there where I was just cringing like oh man who wrote this yeah and i forgot to look up who wrote this actually i i wonder if he has a history but i don't really think it was the acting there was nothing really they could have done i mm-hmm. think the acting was fine even they thought this was a mess uh but behind the mess of a plot generic acting and very poor sound by the way the the sound yeah, quality a lot was of the time we, f- we felt like we couldn't hear them like they weren't even though they're on camera, they still like actors still need to enunciate. And, and sometimes they, there was ringing in the. Yeah, there was ringing, and the actors weren't enunciating their words. Like a lot of time, they were like, mm-hmm. they were kind of jumbling everything up. Yeah. So I didn't understand a lot of what they were saying. But behind all of this, is really a story about facing depression and how you express that Mm -hmm. uh charlie didn't want to face his depression he didn't want to face anxiety he kind of just wanted i'm fine yeah he was he was fine i work in the movie theater uh people kept asking him like well why don't you go back to restaurants why don't go back into culinary arts he's like no 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 i'm fine it's it's fine and it's a movie where there's a story behind how you face your depression Mm -hmm. and if you don't face it you will lash out and you will hurt people in the end so there is a very good moral victory here within mm-hmm. the movie it's just hidden behind the mess yeah well and and i don't want people to just click off of this movie just thinking like oh i can't do this because it, it is a nice message i yeah, do appreciate the nice message movie. yeah uh it, it's very charming i like the soundtrack i i enjoy i enjoyed charlie's character and mm-hmm. his development yeah but man, is it a mess. But that brings us to our final ratings. What did you give it out of 10? I gave it a 5. Because okay. I didn't hate it. There were just some things that could have been done better. Yeah. And I agree. Um, See, I gave it a 4.5 just because of the writing. 
And just because it didn't portray anything, like I said, I got halfway through the movie and he was sitting in, like he, I don't want to, this, it's a spoiler, but he was just sitting down. I'll just say mm -hmm. that. And I just remember just saying out loud, like, where are we going? <laughs> like, what is happening? And I, and I understand that. I'm not trying to say that you're confused. Mm -hmm. It's just that I don't understand where we're going in the plot. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, so that's why I gave it a four and a half. Uh, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just slightly below average for me. I don't think it's something that's yeah. like a train wreck that like, oh, this is this is a waste of time. Don't watch it and all yeah, this no. stuff. We, if, if you're drawn to movies with this type of feeling and everything then you know it's, it's okay to watch like it's not it's not gonna be a waste of your time right and and if you're looking for a movie like this probably fault in our stars is probably a better selection yeah it's for, got that mellow indie type feel mm -hmm. but a really good story progression and message but i don't yeah. know if it's on hulu or anything I it might be don't know i have no idea yeah. So that, that's our thoughts on it. It's a movie called Almost Friends. It's exclusively on Hulu. If you want to give it a try, it's a very charming hour and 42 minutes. And there is a nice message. We're just warning you ahead of time that it is a bit of a mess. However, mm -hmm. I, I still think it's if you need a good mood booster and you, got, and you got some time, yeah. I, don't, I don't say that it was a waste of our time. No, definitely not. We needed something that was a little goofier. Yeah. You know, a good good spirit film mm -hmm. and it it served its purpose yeah and before we move on to our next segment segment um we just want to remind you that if you have any uh movies that you want to recommend us to watch uh preferably on netflix hulu amazon prime if it's included on amazon prime uh definitely tweet at us at gaming groceries if you have a yeah. movie that you want us to check out um or to recommend, or if you haven't seen it, like, oh, Games and Groceries, can, can you, you... Can you watch it and review it so I know yeah. if it's worth it? Right. We're so down for that. So definitely tweet at us, at Gaming Groceries, and then uh, I will let you know if we can get to that movie or not. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, preferably if it's included in Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, so that we can just, boom, yeah, we yeah. can go ahead and do it. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we have to look for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> pay for it. Yeah, we don't get paid on this podcast. <laughs> Um, all right, with that said and done, let's move on to our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rate it three, two, one, and we just like to inform you in a very condensed way of what's happening in the gaming industry so that you can be informed of what you can buy. This is our dog. If you're watching us on YouTube, he says, hello. All right, I'm going to put you down now. Come here, boy. All right. Down you go. <laughs> Good little boy. All right. He's probably going to jump up again anytime probably. soon. Um, all right. So let's start with our number three gaming news. And I will admit, this is coming from a personal standpoint. Uh, I love NBA 2K games. I've never really purchased uh, their microtransactions or anything like that. Uh, that has nothing to do with this. But uh, just to let you know, I am an NBA 2K fan. And EA's answer to NBA 2K, NBA Live, uh, is, um, in a word, a mess. Uh, <laughs> I remember playing the demos for both uh, Live 18 and 19. Boy, howdy, they were messes. Yeah. Now, we're hearing that NBA Live 20 is actually delayed to late 2019. And this is interesting in a couple different things. Now, I know you're hearing this like, oh, Adam, you're talking about a basketball game. Now, this is actually, I think, in my opinion, is going to be the future of sports titles, right? Mm -hmm. So look at my notes right here. Uh, NBA Live, late 2019. EA actually quietly delayed Live uh, 20. This isn't coming out to the public. This is actually during a... Um, what was it called? An earnings report to investors. And this is on a PowerPoint slide about uh, NBA Live 20. Uh, and it said to invest uh, investors that the release will be between October 1st and December uh, 31st. Now, Polygon reached out to EA and they actually had this to say. I just want to pull up the quote really quick. But 
I can't find it. All right. <laughs> I have the article in front of me. Um, but I wrote in my notes, we're planning a different approach to NBA Live this year. And we have more to share later on in the quarter to come. You found it. Wow. All right. So the quote is, we're planning a different approach to NBA Live this year. And we'll have more to share in the quarter ahead. Now, why is this interesting? What's interesting about this is that what is EA doing? They're really harping on free-to-play. They're really harping on microtransactions. They're really harping on... Now, this is coming from an earnings report to investors. What I'm seeing about this is that they're delaying it. Mm -hmm. Why are they delaying it? Why are they saying this to investors? Why are they not saying this to the public? Why did they say to Polygon... Uh, that we're planning a different approach to NBA Live this year. My theory. Now, this might be also in the article, and I might have missed it. No, they didn't say it. But my thought is that NBA Live 20 will become free-to-play. Mm. It's going to be the first sports game, the first, first major sports game, uh, to become truly free-to-play, and we'll update it. Like what you see on Siege or what you see like on Apex Legends. And this is a big moment just because this is something that sports fans wanted for mm -hmm. a while. I am sick of buying another $60 game yeah. for the same game every year. Yes, I will admit I'm a chump when <laughs> buying NBA 2K. I understand so if this were to be a Oopsies. free to play, yeah, would you be more willing to buy NBA Live as opposed to 2K? Well, that's the thing. If it's free to play, of course I'm willing to play it, right? Well, just because you're you every time you play it, you're never that big of a fan of it. It's yeah. not really most people's cup of tea. Most yeah. players that I understand choose 2K over Live. Which no, might right. be their reasoning for possibly making it free to play mm -hmm. to get more people attracted to it. So. No, that's the thing. I I think that I think this will attract players to NBA Live because I think this is going to be an experiment towards other sports titles, yeah. right? Because possibly. yeah, because nobody really cares about NBA Live. If you pay attention to the pricing of NBA Live, first of all, they put it out for forty dollars, not sixty dollars. They always put it out for forty dollars. And whenever you see on sale, you see on sale for $3. They're practically giving it away. It might be because it's terrible. It's awful. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, comparably to 2K, even if 2K didn't exist, it's a bad game. Now, I think they've, they're just going to cut their losses, make it free to play with free to play microtransactions and just see where it goes and see the fan response. Because to me personally, if it's free... Yeah, totally. I'll yeah. I'll totally play it's it. It's worth giving it a try if it's free as compared to $60 that you pay for 2K. Exactly. It, it's totally worth playing if it's free. And we'll see where it goes. Like maybe if it goes well, they'll probably do NHL next because NHL is also um it, it's also a game that doesn't really have a lot of uh fans or mm -hmm. or a lot of buyers. So if NBA does well, they'll move on to NHL. And then they'll see Madden, and then finally we'll see it for FIFA. Yeah. If it all goes well for all the franchises. So this is pretty cool news uh, to me personally, but uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, we'll see as time goes on. But uh, I'm thinking that on October, you're going to see an announcement from EA that NBA Live will be free to play. And it won't be called NBA Live 20. It will be just called NBA Live because they're going to be constantly updating yeah. it. So let's move on to our number two gaming news. And another big thing, uh, the PS4 actually becomes the fastest home console to reach 100 million units. Wow. Yeah. So this is actually being the uh, PlayStation 2, which took five years and nine months to reach 100 million units. And the PS4 took five years and seven months to sell 100 million units. So it didn't win by much. Right, but it's still yeah. one. Yeah. Now this is uh, telling for a lot of reasons, but it even outpaced, it even outpaced the Nintendo Wii. 
to 100 million People units. Were snatching those off the shelves like yeah. It was the last food on earth. Honestly, like cuz you see the Nintendo Wii everywhere. You see it in retirement centers. Everybody Because it gets you exercising. Exactly. So for the PS4 to outpace the Nintendo Wii to 100 million units, that's a huge comparison. Mm-hmm. Now, what are your general thoughts when you see that news? Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like you hear a lot of people say like that's what they have. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that's one of the more common ones. Like it's a toss up between PS4 and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like. I wouldn't be shocked. Like I wouldn't be shocked if either one right. got to that place. And I feel like it's the PS4 over this generation of Xbox mm-hmm. because the Xbox has released three versions of this generation. Right. So I feel like that's part of the reason why you don't see that because people have so many options. Whereas PS4, the PS4, PS4 Pro. And uh, well, they have the PS4 Base, the PS4 Slim, which we have. I forgot about that. And then the PS4 Pro. Um, now, my general thoughts on this. Yeah. Uh, this, I believe this is happening because this console generation is becoming the most accepted in the mainstream than it ever has before. Mm-hmm. Mainly because of, you guessed it, Fortnite. So, a lot of people are just really scrambling to Fortnite. They really want to play Fortnite. Uh, th- I, I hear about soccer moms going to... Uh, stores saying uh, like oh i need so and so station right uh because my kid wants to play fortnite you know they mm-hmm. or or they'll see a ps4 or they'll see a bundle with fortnite and they're, they're like, like oh. oh perfect i'll take that one exactly uh so this console generation has become the most mainstream everybody wants to play fortnite and when they want to play it on they want to play it on a console because not everybody has a gaming pc so the easiest way to access that is through a gaming console now why the ps4 specifically why not a nintendo switch which is also outselling why not on xbox because nobody likes xbox hi hi xbox i love you but why is because the ps4 has the most must play games of this generation not exclusive specifically But the most must plays. You got Spider Man. You got God of War. You got Horizon Zero Dawn. You've got Until Dawn. You've got um, Last of Us Remastered. Uh, there's a lot of must yeah. play games on the PS4. So because of Fortnite being so massive, and because of the must play games on the PS4, that's the, what most of the kids are asking for. Exactly. Uh, a console is an easy way to access Fortnite, and because you have the selection between xbox and playstation i'm not really counting the switch just yet because that came so late in this generation mm-hmm. but because the options were xbox and playstation i want to play fortnite well playstation also has god of war where are they going to go so this doesn't surprise me the pace that the ps4 yeah. went yeah even when i worked in gamestop and i was selling these things um People ask me like, "What should I get, the PS4 or the Xbox?" And I asked, and I asked them, "Well, take a look at the wall, uh, look at the Xbox games, look at the PlayStation games. Which ones do you want to play?" You know, eighty yeah. percent of the time, they're like, "I want the PlayStation." Yeah. There you go. Even though I'm an Xbox guy myself, you understand why the PlayStation is a yeah. more and, reason like um, sought after and choice. And that's why I always told them, "Look at the game wall. Just yeah. take a look." Which games do you want to buy? It's like, oh, um, looks like PlayStation has more games. I'm like, yep. Yeah, that's so. why I got a PlayStation. Because yeah. Because even though I enjoyed gaming, the Xbox didn't offer games that I was most interested in. You wanted to play the David Cage games. Exactly. Yeah. Which one I had to get a David Cage box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do, I'm not surprised at all that it becomes the fastest selling home consoles so i'm not surprised i'm very happy for sony uh microsoft catch up so let's move on to oh speaking of microsoft actually wow uh good segue number one gaming news ninja that's it uh (laughs) ninja has left twitch to stream exclusively on mixer which leaves a huge gap on twitch on Thursday, Ninja announced on his Twitter that he will be moving over to Mixer, and he specifically said that nothing else will change from his channel, right? 
He's not going to change his hair. He's probably not going to change from playing Fortnite. It's going to be the same old ninja that you've seen on Twitch, right? It's just now going to be on Mixer. Yeah. Now, this is a big thing for a few reasons. Um, what do you think, first of all? Um, I think that's crazy. Right. Just because, like, you think of ninja, you think of Twitch. Yeah, he's um, the PewDiePie of Twitch, yeah, basically. basically. Um, not comparing the two, but yeah. But yeah, so when you told me that, I was like kind of like taken back, but I don't really follow Ninja, so I don't know too much. We don't really follow. Story. We don't really follow Twitch at all. Yeah. Now, <laughs> keep this in mind uh, we're not really Twitch watchers, which is why you probably never see a Twitch account on this channel. If we do live streams, we'll probably be on YouTube, but I'm just not a very big live stream uh person but when i hear this it even affects no it doesn't affect me i don't want to say that but it even leaves an impact right like i yeah. i feel the impact when ninja yeah. leaves twitch just because he has that sort of a momentum in the gaming industry where he moves over to another platform and, and everyone hears about it yeah and, and now it becomes now twitch is becoming almost uh a wild west in where there's this massive gap and you're trying to find the next face of Twitch. Yeah. And there's a lot of people going after this. Um, and that's why I wrote here. This leaves a pretty huge gap. Uh, now keep this in mind. If you still don't know who Ninja is, he was actually the first person on Twitch to gain 10 million yeah. followers, 10 million followers on Twitch. So for him to just move over to Mixer, that's a massive gap. Do we know the reasoning behind that? Like, did he say why? A lot of people. Okay. Ninja is not a sellout. He's not doing this for the money. He's got plenty of money. I don't think he cares. Now, people are saying that like, oh, it's for the money. He's signing for the money. That might be a partial reason. But here's the thing. Twitch is under a lot of moral scrutiny mm -hmm. right now. Uh, we see it with the Alinity, like, pretty much suplexing her cat. Uh, we see it with Dr. Disrespect and the bathroom stream. We see it all the time. Twitch is always under fire of who they're banning, who they're not banning. When they do ban, then they're just coming back on. And there's just a lot of different things where you can get in trouble on Twitch. And yeah. Twitch isn't really managing... Uh, managing very well yeah. uh also the fact that ninja was losing twitch subscribers uh on the daily right hmm. he was kind of losing traction on twitch and twitch wasn't really helping him out in that way so i think it was just that ninja did not want his name associated with twitch anymore that's possible and and i think that it was just kind of on a moral debate like just saying that well I want my future to be in this, so I'm going to move my face over to Mixer, which a report came out that his first Mixer uh, streaming, right, was actually the biggest he's ever had, right? Wow. I don't have the numbers right here, so I'm not going to quote anything, but it was bigger than he had on Twitch. So I, I think out of all of this, people are just focusing on Ninja when people should focus on this was a solid move on Mixer's part because yeah. Mixer was the one who signed over Ninja. So they contacted him. him. Yeah, they contacted him. And this was just a major step Yeah, for Mixer. Uh, a lot of people are saying that they're going to contact Dr. Disrespect to come over. And I'm like, if they do that, they're really playing. Uh, yeah. They're really playing the big guns here. But that's Hi. the thing. I think we should really focus in on the really wise move on microsoft's part uh i think they're trying to get their name into the gaming world so along with xbox buying all of these gaming studios with the next xbox becoming more powerful than the ps5 i i don't see it yet but we'll see and then mixer who's owned by microsoft to sign over ninja i think it's just a major move by microsoft mm -hmm. that they want their name stamped into gaming and I think this is... Hi, buddy. <laughs> you would like attention. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think this is just a major move on Microsoft's part. So uh, any other thoughts before we go into our next segment? No, not really. I think um, I, I'm interested in hearing what happens later. Like, I want to follow this. Yeah. 
So I don't think he's a sellout. I think he's got no. plenty of money. People just like to say that word. Yeah, people <laughs> are just honestly, people are just jealous of him. Like you're if you're a Twitch streamer and you're just like, oh, he's a sellout. This is coming from me who's always said when I was in a band and I used to see people sign. Oh, they're sellouts. You know why I said that? Because I was jealous of their platform. That's exactly why. So that's coming from a person who always said that in his younger years. So um, let's just move on before I get myself into more trouble. In our <laughs> final segment. Talkie time. All right. So we like to do these talking time segments and just talk about uh, things in the gaming industry and just a, a small little topic just to. Uh, get the conversations rolling within YouTube, within podcasting, and we just want to get people talking about uh, video games. And this is actually a topic that we kind of touched on in our last uh, commentary video on our channel, which I will link right here uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. But if you're listening to us, definitely subscribe to us on YouTube so that you can uh, keep up to date with our commentary videos. Uh, let's talk about that. So we, we, it was a response to an article where it asked the question, is it a sin to play video games, right? Uh, and we just want to talk about how Christians can be gamers. Mm -hmm. So talking about our commentary video, there's a lot of things that we didn't say within that topic. Or we weren't able to elaborate on. Right. Uh, do you think of anything off the top of your head? Um, Just the first thing that comes off the top of my head that I didn't really get to touch on in the commentary video was mm -hmm. when we were talking about um, like using, yeah, you know, thinking about it. Like, does this discernment? Seem, yeah, thank you. That was the word I was mm -hmm. using discernment when choosing a game. Because I know that like I've turned on movies. I'm just like, oh, this sounds like a really good movie. Right. But there were points in it where it's like this makes me mildly uncomfortable, and I would yeah. have to turn it off, even though the plot sounds great and I'm really interested in it. It doesn't seem like a movie that is beneficial for me to be watching. No, that's just it. Is that like um, we we touched on a lot of things in that video, but it was just more coming off of just trying to clarify this kind of opinion where uh, Christians and video games are just like water and oil. Like there's mm -hmm. no way you can be a Christian man and play. He specifically yeah. said Christian men, yeah, ooh, and video games. It just doesn't. Uh, come into play now let's talk about that wait, wait, you part of the point of discernment mm -hmm. L let's talk about that what it actually means to show discernment in what you play now what do you think about this first of all what do I think about it or what do I think it means what do you think it means I think it just like I said with the movies it's more of like if you're playing a game yeah and there's something that makes you uncomfortable mm -hmm. and it seems to be a recurring theme Right. Then maybe it's something that you should mm -hmm. maybe stop. It's not that it's bad if you're fine with it. Yeah. And it's not going to do anything to you or your mind, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But there are some things that make me feel uncomfortable. And I'm just like, I don't know how comfortable I am playing a whole game or watching mm -hmm. a whole movie that's full of this. Right. You know, so I think it's just more of like, Reading your mind and just being very in touch with your body when you're it's watching a, and playing things. It's a lot like dieting, right? Yeah. When you talk about when you talk about a good diet, mm -hmm. and this is coming from again somebody who has been in the weight loss game for about seven years now. Uh, and when I first dieted, you know, it's just like, oh man, it's just lettuce, it's just mushrooms. I don't know, it's all vegetables, <laughs> and. I never really listen to my body, right? It's like mm -hmm. whenever you talk about foods, like, oh, only have in uh, certain amounts or only have it in moderation. It's like, what does moderation actually mean? Yeah. And it really is just kind of like, you know, listening, listening to your body. Yeah, listening to your body, listening to your mind and what yeah. it's trying to tell you. Like um, when when talking about cheeseburgers, right? Like what's what's moderation? Well, I mean, if you're eating three cheeseburgers, what's your body telling you? Yeah. It says, I would like to die. But even not on that far of an extent, it's between a regular cheeseburger and a double patty cheeseburger. Yeah. Like, listen to your body. Can it handle mm -hmm. a double patty? Right. You know? And that's the thing with, with gaming. 
Now, if you ever encounter somebody that says that, you know, video games are never good, they're just evil, ask them, ask, ask them. What games have you played lately? Not even that, <laughs> but ask them what games are evil. If they only say Grand Theft Auto, like they always do. Yeah. Now, I read... It's the go-to. Yeah. When, when we made that commentary video, uh, I looked at a couple articles and I watched a couple videos. In fact, when I posted that video, I, I looked at like maybe five videos in the same category just to see where I am in terms of YouTube. And it's all the same. They always say Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto. And it's just like, can you name one more game that's evil, right? I would have accepted if they said Kanan Lynch. Okay, at least we're getting somewhere. At least. Uh, or, or, or if they say, I don't know, if something evil, Call of Duty. I would even respect them if they said anything else. Yeah. But if they always say, you know, video games are evil. Well, why are they evil? Because of Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Now, like I said in the video, I personally do not play Grand Theft Auto. And I said in the video, if you do, I really don't care. It makes no difference to me. Yeah. But for me, in showing discernment, Grand Theft Auto games aren't really... I listen to my mind, and it's just not healthy for me mentally. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just me. But I'm also a guy who loves sleeping dogs. And I said in the video, it's basically Grand Theft Auto in Hong Kong, but it's in a different format, right? Yeah. Now, that's it's the... Poor, it's the way the story is put out Yeah. is different. Like, I, I don't play... Grand Theft Auto. I don't play um, um, uh, games like Catherine or anything like that. It's just that in my own discernment and listening to my own mind, my own mind, right? The discernment I put out is just saying like, okay, I'm just not going to play these types of games. I'm going to put out content that is more my standards, Mm -hmm. right? That's the way we kind of show discernment in games. Like, is this healthy for me mentally? Is this changing my personal attitude is this changing my mental state Mm -hmm. in the wrong ways and if it is that's up to you yeah right uh just say to yourself and i and i always hate that statement it's just like we we go to bible college we went to bible college and you know you always hear the whole thing like well that's between you and god and it's just like they don't really mean that yeah they always put that in the mix it's if it's a um, that's their guilt trip. That's their guilt trip. And they don't really like, mean that. Yeah. Right? It's between you and God. And it's just like... And me, who's judging you? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it really is a polite way of, well, I'm judging you. Yeah. And in, in New York State, if, if you're a Christian gamer, right, it really is between you and God. Yeah. It's not between you and this judgy person, right, that's wearing a suit and tie, and yeah. thinking that video games stopped being produced in 1997. Well, that and something that I noticed today when we were watching another mm-hmm. video on yeah, I showed Christian you a video. video games. Yeah, is that a lot of the time the people who are fighting against Christians playing video games, they always bring up a Bible verse that says if you're doing something wrong, you need to stop. Yeah, if you're sinning or if it's always a Bible verse that has that kind of message where it's like. Well, if you're doing evil, you need to stop it. Yeah. But that's, in my opinion, I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's if you assume video games are evil or wrong or sinful. If I'm a Christian, I'm a video gamer, I don't consider video games to be evil or Mm -hmm. sinful, then I don't need to stop it because that's not, I don't see it that way. Yeah. So I'm just saying that's, that's one of the arguments that I'm just like, that's kind of a failed argument because it has to do with my opinion. Right. And that's the thing. It's just like it's really just about understanding where video games are. Yeah. It's understanding what video games do for people. It's understanding. And you listen to these people and you hear how video games are evil. And you and you obviously see that they haven't picked up a video game in years, in decades. Or don't even know quite where the gaming community is at this time. Even if they picked up a game, they don't understand the full capabilities of the systems anymore. Right. No, that's the thing. Um, Talking about that, right, talking about how people don't understand the way games function nowadays, let's talk about community in games, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, 
when talking about communities and games, uh, you, I, the, the arguments I always hear, too, it's like, oh, it's rude. You know, if you're playing video games, you're obviously not talking. They'll use this argument. Yeah. <coughs> and something to understand for people who aren't in the Christian realm or community is that Christians are very, very big on your church community. That's why this is a topic that needs to be discussed when it comes to Christians and video games, because churches yeah. are very big on their communities. So if you're playing a game and not talking to them, yeah. that is like a snuff. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's just um, I always hate that argument where it's just like you're if you're playing video games, you're obviously not in community. Mm-hmm. And that is a telling sign that they have no idea what the gaming world is ever like. Yeah. Because they, they want this tight niche, like saying like, oh, you need to build community that Christians are made for community, which is true. Human beings are made for community. Mm-hmm. And guess what video game culture does? Is the mic on? Okay. Video game communities are a thing. We're actually going to LA Retro next weekend. And that's all about a community of gamers coming together that love retro gaming and want to meet other people that enjoy retro gaming. And guess what? Is the mic on still? Cool. Um, That's a community. You're a dummy. Well, not even that, but going back to the church aspect, we have a student who brings his Switch with them to church, to youth yeah. group, everywhere. And they always consider him to be so rude because he's not talking to th- to the adults. Yeah. But if you watch him after church, he's playing Switch with he's the other always kids. asking kids he's face me on. Always ask people to to play him. Yeah. So he might not be ki- com- being in community with you, yeah. an adult who has nothing in common with. Mm-hmm. But he's having community with kids of the same like mind. And they don't need to be talking about God to be in community. And that's the thing. It's just like they always have this random argument to say that, like, well, if you're playing video games, you're not in uh, a community. You're not building community. You're not building relationships. relationships. And it's just like you have no idea what you're talking about right now. And, and in fact, talking about that kid, you know, just saying like, oh, well, he's always playing. He, like he's always asking people like face me on smash face me on here like always like one-on-one me he's always asking that and some of my best relationships in life have come from yeah. video games and he gets kids to play with them that i would never expect yeah to play with them like there are kids in our youth group who are just like oh yeah yeah let's play mm-hmm. like yeah like like just just going back to like a little bit like um i i said this before on the podcast that in my childhood the most friends I ever made were from Halo 2. Mm-hmm. The most friends I've ever made, like, uh, I said this on a podcast before. When uh, when my mom took me to a single mom's group, right, and we, uh, you know, they took their sons and they uh, they took their kids. And, and you know, they, they put them in a room just to get to know each other because we're all kids from a single parent household. And guess what I brought? I brought my Xbox. What else did I bring with me? I brought Halo 2. Actually, I just put this out here. Uh, I still have my special collector's edition. It's not in good shape. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of memories with this game. Yeah. With Halo 2. And I built so many friendships. I'm not going to do this right. All right. Here we go. All right. I did it. Um, but I built a lot of friendships through Halo 2. I built a lot of community. Now, coming back fast forward to today, mm-hmm. I still make a ton of connections through video games. How are you doing, Adam? Um, it's a gaming podcast. Um, and that's the thing. Like you reach out to people through gaming, you reach out to people through your love of gaming and Mm -hmm. you get to make the most well-off connections. Mm -hmm. And through that and through video games, you get to have a deeper connection to people because it first starts off with an, uh, a similar interest. Yeah. I mean, you've even made connections with our students in your job. Yeah. You, they they listen to you more because they see you as a real person because, oh, my gosh, my youth pastor mm-hmm. plays video games. The yeah. same video games I play, I can talk to him. I can trust him. So, you know, so that's how a Christian could be a gamer. Is that saying that like you start to reach people through video games, you start to build a ministry 
through video games. Like there, there's some deep connections there that the church is ignoring. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say that. That's why I always try to reach out to to gamers because the church just completely ignores them mm-hmm. to say that like, well, they're just bums that live at home and they, they kind of they don't see them as like um, actual like the, congregates. Really, honestly, and and that's where like that that should be more emphasized is gaming community and just like if churches like had more uh, gaming tournaments, right? There, there's such a I was about to say a market. Yikes! Um, there, there's just such a people that you can reach, and the church is just ignoring that because they think that games are evil mm-hmm. because they only know of Grand Theft Auto and they don't want to yeah. take the time to understand what video games are or to ask somebody what a video game is. Yeah. Now, talking more about where you said, um, you know, there's better things you can do with your time. Uh, that's another argument that you know Christians make that like. Uh, there's better things you can do with your time, like getting to know God better and praying. Let me ask you, Christians, who make that argument. Why are you treating God in prayer like it's piano practice? Yeah. Why are you saying that? Like, uh, you treat it as if it's a kid's piano practice. Like, oh, have you practiced praying? Have you practiced Bible yet? And you're treating it yeah. like piano practice. Um, I don't know if you've ever been a kid who had to take violin lessons or piano lessons I took violin lessons and I hated it, right? I did not know that. You didn't know I played violin? I don't think so. I think maybe you and your mom mentioned in passing, but I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, I took Still vi- learning things after 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I took violin lessons as a kid and it was just kind of like you're always practicing or I even took snare drum lessons. Um, I, I changed the flute because there was a cute girl in um, the flute class. And wow. <laughs> Could you be any more stereotypical boy? I, I you know. But that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, um, like it, it was treated like homework rather than something that I want to strive for and be yeah. more like. And it's just kind of like, well, there's better things you can do. More productive. I like getting to know God better. And you have that blanket statement. Yeah. And you don't know what people are talking about when they say that. To get to know God better. That's such a blanket statement that nobody understands what you're trying to say, dude. And can I say something on that? Yeah. Speaking of like how people are like, you could be spending time with God instead of watching that TV show or taking Mm -hmm. a nap or playing video games. But the way I always think about it, and I've expressed this to you before too, where if I'm exhausted or stressed out, I, I don't want to just be... Blankly reading the Bible. Right. And maybe that's because I do have a hard time like focusing and because I, you know, I've mentioned my learning disorder on here where if I'm tired, it is like 10 times harder to figure out what I'm reading half the time. Mm -hmm. So for me to read the Bible and not actually be able to devote my mind to understanding what it's trying to tell me. Yeah. What's the point of reading it if I can't? Mm-hmm. grasp what god's trying to tell me and the same thing with prayer why am i spending time in prayer mm-hmm. letting loop loopy things just run <laughs> through my mind like when i go into prayer or devotion i want to actually be able to keep it with me and if i'm tired right. or i'm thinking about something else why am i doing it just exactly. because everyone else thinks that that's what i should be doing yeah even though i think god deserves more respect than my tired exhausted brain can give him but that's the thing it's just like if you're just reading the bible blankly are you is there actually something better you could do with your time even there because i say this to my kids all the time i i say this all the time and i challenge them because they i always say like i first i set them up and i just i i I do he sets them up for failure first yeah first i set them up for failure (laughs) and i say Oh, what can you do to be a better Christian? And they just say like, oh, reading your Bible. Yeah, they say they say reading your Bible, going to church, praying. And I say, okay, good point. Let me ask you: Can an atheist read a Bible? And they say, uh, uh," I'm like, yeah, they can. Uh, An atheist can open a book and And read read and read black ink on a white piece of paper. Okay, Mm -hmm. can a can an atheist? Can an atheist go into a church? Uh, yes, they can. And, and that's the thing. If you're just doing it just to get it done, 
you're mm-hmm. not being a Christian about it, right? You're not actually putting faith behind it. You're yeah. just doing it because it's like piano practice and you have to put in the hours yeah. or else um, mommy will hit you over the head with the violin because you didn't do it enough. Hi, mom. Uh, she <laughs> oh didn't do goodness. that. She didn't do that. She didn't do that. I love you, mom. Um, but that's the thing. It's just like now she might hit you. Yikes. She listens <laughs> to these podcasts now. Uh, hi, mom. Um, but that's the thing. It's just like I always challenge them to say like, can can somebody who is outside of Christianity do these things? And the yeah. answer is yes. Yeah. Now, same thing with video games, right? Can now on the on the opposite end, can a Christian play a video game? Yes. Why? We are capable. Yeah. Why why can Christians play video games? It's because one, the argument is that you're not building community. And that's completely completely false. Mm-hmm. Just because that Games today rely on communities. Games mm-hmm. today rely on being online and whoopsies, being online <laughs> and interacting with other people. It, it kind of relies on that. You see so many more multiplayer games nowadays than you ever have before, and you see so many different uh, gaming like commentators. It relies on community. The other thing is to say that can you do something better with your time? And that's kind of a harder question to answer because. Sure, sometimes people can play video games a little too much. Yeah, like concernably. Like they, they, they. There's other things that need they need to uh, get accomplished for the day. Yeah, and they kind of ignore their responsibilities for this. Yeah. Now, if you have no other responsibilities, if you have some free time and you're playing uh, games, it's like, oh, can you be doing something better? Sometimes the answer is no. There's nothing else I can do for today. Can you please get off my back? Like, I feel like that also goes into the body as a temple. And most people think of that when it comes to tattoos, exercise, and food. Yeah, yeah, it's tattoos. Yeah, That's what a lot of people go to when they think body as a temple. Mm -hmm. But but today during, you know, this big mental Mm -hmm. health kind of movement that we're in right now, it's important to realize that there are people who come home and the way they relax is playing video games. I relax mm-hmm. playing Sims or watching TV shows yeah. or movies. So, yes, it is important for me to spend time with God and do devotionals and mm-hmm. read the Bible. But it's still also important for me to serve my mental health. And if that means playing a video game or watching TV instead mm-hmm. of doing a devotional, in yeah. my opinion, I think God's okay with that. Because I'm taking care of the body and mind he gave me. And he knew I would have anxiety mm-hmm. and he knew that there are times where that needs to be helped and yeah nurtured to close out this this argument right the last thing i want to the last kind of argument that i want to kind of uh express right is that you can never build a ministry off of gaming you can never share the gospel mm-hmm. through video games yeah you can by the <laughs> way uh, there are actually churches on Twitch, and uh, my friend told me about one, and I cannot remember the name. I'm so sorry. If I remember, I will put it in the description uh, uh, of both the audio and uh, the YouTube. But there's uh, there's a Twitch channel that is actually a church for gamers that is located on Twitch, right? He, he shares the gospel on, on Sundays, right? And it's for gamers. Mm-hmm. Right there, there's a there's a ministry called the Game Church where they go out to get different gaming uh, conventions and they just reach to people saying like this is how uh, Jesus would love games this is how Jesus loves you right and it's through video games it's going to conventions um, and and that's the thing you can totally build a ministry off of video games especially because the church ignores gamers they they want yeah. to put it, them aside and just say yeah. that you're not worth anything so those. Christian gaming ministries give yeah. gamers who are Christians a place to go when their church has pushed them aside. Exactly. And, and like with that said, right, if anybody that says that like a Christian can't be a gamer, that's it's totally off balance. And I want you to ask them, when's the last time you picked up a video game, right? And if the answer is either I've never touched a video game, video games are evil, blah, 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 then they don't know what they're talking about, first of all. And yeah. if they just say that, like, oh, I played like the article that we read, <clears throat> he said that the three games, he named three games, Madden, Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty. 
There's nothing wrong with these three games. Nope. Well, uh, okay, Grand Theft Auto. Well, uh, but there's nothing wrong just with just that. But it tells me that he hasn't really explored mm-hmm. other realms of gaming, right? He, that tells me he's never even touched Oxenfree, by the way. He's yeah, never touched he Life is Strange. He doesn't know about the games that are there to help people sort out things in their own mind. Right. And, and that's the thing. He hasn't touched on these beautiful indie games that are just trying to reach people through their games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing I want to say, right, is that if God can use deathcore music, right, which I was in um, a Christian deathcore band before, like if God can use deathcore, right, if God can use Saul, who later became Paul, and before Saul was a persecutor against Christians, took them from their homes and killed them, and God could use Saul, let me tell you something. God can use video games. Yep. Out of all these things, and for you to exclusive, <laughs> exclusively say that video games are of the devil and there's no uh, redeeming value to video games, then you don't know what video games actually are. And maybe you should stop saying things that you don't understand. Like we should stop saying on Google Stadia. I apologize for that video. I'm so sorry. Sorry. But that's the thing. It's like, if you don't know what you're talking about when it terms of video games and Christianity, then just don't say it. If the only thing, if the only game that you can think of is Grand Theft Auto and Fortnite, you don't know what you're talking about. And Christians can be gamers. You just don't know what video games have done for people mm-hmm. ever. So this is more of an encouragement to Christian gamers who just say that, like, is it okay to play video games? It is. Just show discernment and build a community off of it. And don't ignore your responsibilities. You do have adult responsibilities that you have to get done. And as long as you don't ignore those and as long as you're building some kind of community that you're not isolating yourself, and as long as you're showing some kind of discernment, right, then, yeah, totally. If you follow those three things, and I just wanted to encourage those people, but I also encourage people who were ignored by the church and just, like, set aside to say that, like, you you know, you're just a gamer. And honestly, (laughs) if you feel ignored by the church, then, you know... I, I'm challenging the church right now. Like maybe you should be uh, doing something more for these types of people. Right. And that's you just need to do more. You just treat them like a person. Yeah. And I don't want this channel to become like the Christian video game channel. I, I don't want this to become that, yeah. but this is just something that's come up pretty recently. And it's just like, Oh man, can I just, uh, and it's just yeah. something that we want to express recently. I promise you not every single podcast is going to be the Christian video game killers. I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, but it just seems to be brought up a lot lately. It really does in our it's lives annoying. personally. It really is. <laughs> but I promise you this is just something that's come up recently. Uh, but yeah, honestly, this is how we reach people. And, you know, if, if people don't understand that, that's, that's them. That's their problem. So... I think that's a good place to close off this conversation. Do you agree? Yes. Any other closing thoughts? Um, don't listen to mean people. I mean, basically, yeah. And don't be a mean person. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> so um, I think we get ourselves in enough trouble for today. Uh, yeah. Leave it in the comments. How much trouble are we in now? How much do you hate us now? So leave it in the comments. We love hearing from you. <laughs> but um, once again... This has been a great episode of the Games and Groceries podcast. Uh, if you haven't checked out yet, definitely check out some of our on- other content on the YouTube channel, like our Let's Plays. I'm starting a Let's Play on The Gardens Between, which I am planning to be on Good Game, Great Game podcast uh, pretty soon. So definitely check that out. Uh, but other than that, check us out on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. We can check out behind the scenes photos, uh, gaming memes, and just all sorts of fun little things on the Instagrams. Fun stuff. And uh, definitely check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can check out all of our episodes as well as find out where you can listen to the episodes on the audio version as well as some articles that I've written. And finally, if you would like to rate and review us and leave some comments down below so that we can just uh, interact with you guys and just uh, get us posted as to many platforms as possible, definitely give us uh, an honest star rating and an honest review on iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you can leave comments. Uh, Stitcher, <clears throat> that's another one. 
But uh, with all that said and done, uh, definitely consider subscribing to the channel and ringing the notification bell so that way you uh, know whenever our content comes out, as well as comment down below. And if you really enjoyed this episode, it would really help us out if you liked this episode and share it with your friends. If you found some encouragement with it, definitely give it a like. It really helps out the channel with every single like and every single share. So with all that said and done, let's just close it out. Uh, I will see you later. <laughs> I am so tired right now. Let's just go to sleep. I guess. I don't know. We'll find out. See you later. <laughs>